Podcast One production. Your morning agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 14th of December. Evacuations are underway as a once in a 100 year rain event smashes southeast Queensland and northern New South Wales. Emergency services have received hundreds of calls for help as record rainfall and strong winds hit. A flood watch and severe weather warning has been issued for the coast from Fraser Island to the New South Wales border. Our reporter Rob McLeod is on the Gold Coast with the latest. Plenty of wind and rain on the Gold Coast and some flash flooding in low-lying areas as well. The SES has received over 500 calls for help across the weekend as the rainfall figures of up to 500 millimetres were recorded in the Gold Coast hinterland. There have been four flood rescues just across the border in northern New South Wales overnight. All Gold Coast beaches are closed. However, that has not stopped hundreds of surfers from venturing out. The gale force winds whipping up swells of around three metres, producing some epic rides, as well as a share of busted boards. Now, the Bureau of Meteorology has described this weather system as similar to a Category 1 cyclone. It'll continue to dump plenty of rain and produce destructive winds throughout the day, the system slowly moving south. In Byron in northern New South Wales, one of the tourist area's hotspots, Main Beach, has been washed away by a king tide, with further erosion expected over the next few days. As Rosa Hoff from the Weather Bureau told Channel 7, there is more wild weather on the way. This is finally a weather system which is strong enough, big enough and deep enough that it is taking advantage of La Nina, and it's why it's not just giving us a bit of rain, it's giving us a lot. Residents and tourists have been warned to stay out of the dangerous surf and take extra care around flooded roadways. Overseas now, and the biggest vaccine rollout in US history is underway, with the first shipments of the Pfizer COVID jab packed up and sent out overnight. Workers at the Michigan distribution factory stopped to cheer as boxes of the frozen vaccine were loaded onto the trucks. Three million doses will arrive at distribution centres over the next few days with high-risk healthcare workers and those in aged care homes given top priority. It comes as the country hits another grim milestone of 16 million infections. Only 300,000 Americans have died so far from COVID. US health authorities expect 100 million people will be vaccinated within the first few months of next year. Also today, Germany is set to go into hard lockdown over the festive season as COVID cases there continue to soar. All non-essential shops are set to close across the country along with schools. Chancellor Angela Merkel blaming Christmas shopping for a concerning increase in recent cases. Meantime, Brexit talks between Britain and the European Union are set to continue over the next few days despite a breakdown in a last-minute bid to try and reach a trade deal. Negotiators had been set a Sunday deadline, but an agreement could not be reached, with Prime Minister Boris Johnson revealing there are still some key issues to work out. But where there's life, uh, there's hope. We're going to keep uh, talking to see what we can do. The UK certainly won't be uh, walking away from the talks. I think people would expect us to, to go the extra mile. European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen says she is still hoping for a breakthrough. Our negotiation teams have been working day and night over the recent days 
And despite the exhaustion after almost one year of negotiations, and despite the fact that deadlines have been missed over and over, we both think that it is responsible at this point in time to go the extra mile. We have accordingly mandated our negotiators to continue the talks and to see whether an agreement can be reached even at this late stage. And after being on the run for 18 years, one of Indonesia's most wanted terrorists is now behind bars. Arasamar Sono is believed to be one of the masterminds of the 2002 Bali bombings, which killed 88 Australians. The 57-year-old was reportedly arrested in Sumatra. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Monday morning. To WA first, and a nationwide manhunt continues after a former senior Rebels motorcycle gang member was shot dead at a speedway south of Perth. Our reporter, James Royce, has more. A five-year-old boy was caught in the crossfire during Saturday night's violence during a drag race at the Quinana Motorplex with 51-year-old former WA Rebels President Nick Martin fatally shot in the back and the gunman is still at large. Luckily, the little boy will be okay. His leg was grazed by a bullet, while a second man, Ricky Chapman, who was dating Martin's stepdaughter, was taken to nearby Rockingham Hospital. Now, the shooting has sparked fears of revenge attacks, and WA Police Commissioner Chris Dawson is bracing for a gangland war. We are at a heightened state of readiness to ensure there are no retaliatory attacks, but that is the nature of the gangs that we deal with. In Victoria, the Education Union is calling for teachers to be top of the list when the COVID vaccine is rolled out across Australia. Our reporter James Lake has more from Melbourne. Thank you, Tash. Yes, Victorian school teachers want priority access to the COVID vaccine when it's finally released in Australia early next year. The Australian Education Union is pushing for them to be near the front of the queue in the hope we could avoid another school year being compromised by an outbreak. Victorian students spent half of the 2020 school year remote learning. The children will be well down the list for the jab when it arrives. In Britain, priority doses have been given to aged care residents and carers, followed by frontline healthcare workers and social workers. Meantime, in New South Wales, authorities are considering a proposal to test international travellers for COVID when our borders reopen. Our reporter Siobhan Caulfield is in Sydney with the details. Yeah, Tash, our state government is planning ahead with our health minister already in talks with representatives from international airlines on how to make overseas travel more COVID safe when our borders open back up. Brad Hazard has told the Sydney Morning Herald they're looking at whether airlines will be able to test passengers and airline crew for COVID before they board a flight from overseas and again once they arrive in Australia. The state government is looking to work out which countries have tests we can actually rely on. And it's important to get it right. Within the past week, there's been no community transmission of COVID in New South Wales, but 34 overseas travellers in our hotel quarantine have tested positive. Now for the latest in business and finance news this Monday morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from switzer.com.au. Good morning, Peter. Now, this week's budget update is expected to be an impressive report card. Yes, Tash, the Treasurer does do a show and tell on the course of the budget this week, and it's good news with the projected deficit expected to be smaller and our economic growth bigger. And Deloitte Access Economics says the outlook for the jobless looks better than was projected in the budget only two months ago. 
success in handling the coronavirus has delivered these economic dividends. And then there's been China's demand for our iron ore and market fears that iron ore could face Chinese trade sanctions, which has pushed iron ore prices to historically high levels, over 152 US dollars a tonne. But the budget user forecasts of only 55 US dollars, which gives the Treasurer a tax windfall and a lower budget deficit number. Iron ore companies like BHP pay a lot of tax, and so we've got a perfect storm of good economic and COVID-19 news. Let's hope it continues. And the good news, Peter, is expected to extend to house prices, the stock market and our super funds. That's right. The AFR reports that a respected fixed income fund manager, Chris Rands at Nico Asset Management, says house prices look set to be up. Now, wait for it. 10 to 15% next year. This was similar to the house price predictions of Chris Joy of Coolabar Capital, whose calls this year have been better than most market experts. This follows Goldman Sachs, the huge US investment bank, which last week tipped stock prices on Wall Street are tipped to be up 16% next year, and we pay follow the leader with the US market, so it all goes well for our super funds that not only invest in local stocks, but have a big exposure to US shares. And how's our stock market tip to perform today, Peter? Well, the Wall Street lead was not strong for local stocks today, Tash, with most markets in negative territory on Friday, with coronavirus cases going over 200,000 a day. And while that's shocking, the stock market is concerned that the squabble over the stimulus package between the Democrats and the Republicans is making the economy sicker than it needs to be. The Congress did extend funding for a week on Friday, hopefully to get an agreement before Christmas, which means public servants won't be sent home as government departments were set to close because of a lack of money only in america indeed peter thank you cheers now let's check sport with tony squires and tony happy monday it's the big question who's going to open the batting for australia in the first test oh natasha it's a riddle wrapped in a mystery like a chico roll Uh, (laughs) if you've got any any ideas call justin lang and direct Sadly, uh, candidates for Thursday's series opener against India. It's in Adelaide. They've been knocked out literally in the case of Will Pukowski. And Joe Byrne's performance for Australia A, that's surely cook his goose. Nought and one at the SCG. In fact, his last seven first-class scores are nought, 10, 11, 4, nought, nought and one. Now, look, that's a summer I would have been proud of in the fighting Stockton fifths, but it's not going to get you a test start. So with Dave Warner out as well. Matthew Wade might move up the order or will be revealed later today. I love a Chico Rollins. Some poor oh, yeah. batting in the big bash as well, Tony. Yeah, the Renegades. They managed a miserable 60 against the Sixers. Now, that's just three runs more than the lowest score in the history of the competition. They still made some history. The 145-run drubbing was the biggest winning margin the bash has seen. Sixers keeper Josh Phillippe's 95 helped them to fall for 205. And in the other game yesterday, the Hurricanes beat the Strikers by a much more civilised 11 runs. And the final F1 of the year and one small last victory for the wonderful Dan Ricardo. Yeah, he, uh, the Aussie uh, has robbed Max Verstappen of a grand chalem, whatever the hell that means. Actually, I do know, I do know <laughs> it's when a driver takes pole, wins the race, leads every lap and has the fastest lap of the race. And that's a rare honour. It was Verstappen's in the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix overnight until Ricardo's last lap was 0.032 of a second faster. A little win. But a nice send-off as Dan heads to McLaren next season. Can't wait for the new season. Thank you as always, Tony. Happy Monday. Pleasure. 
Checking the weather details around the country this Monday morning and as we reported, more wild weather is on the way for parts of Queensland and northern New South Wales. More showers today expected for Brisbane with a top of 28. Shower or two expected for Sydney, high of 25 degrees on the way. 32 and sunny for Melbourne today. Clouded conditions expected for Canberra with a top of 25. Hot and sunny for Hobart today, a high of 31 degrees on the way. Adelaide, partly cloudy and a top of 34. Perth, mostly sunny and 24. And Darwin, a shower or two expected with a possible storm and 33 degrees. And if you've had a few challenges over the weekend, you may want to spare a thought for one Italian man or his wife after the husband stormed off after an argument. The 48-year-old took off on a seven-day hike from Como in northern Italy to Fano, some 400 k's away, reportedly in a bid to calm down after a war of words with his partner. But the husband was then busted by authorities for breaching COVID restrictions and the adventure ended up costing him around 400 euros. His wife had reported him missing while speaking to an Italian newspaper. The husband says he is fine and just a little tired. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. Please rate and review and you can also follow us on your socials at Your Morning Agenda on Instagram. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.